All right, let's grab Bibles. Psalm 27 this morning. You guys know I've been enjoying the Psalms a lot. I have for many years, but um, we'll be taking a look at what it looks like to have confidence in the Lord this morning. And then it's going to be a shorter teaching because we want to spend some time just in prayer as men, and especially men of uh, Freedom Fellowship, be lifting up our church family and stuff going on. So before we jump into the teaching, why don't we pray? Father, thank you, God, for this time this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, just have a meal together with these men as we seek you this morning and uh, look into you. Uh, we would ask, Heavenly Father, that you would have your will, have your way with us, let our hearts be open to what your spirit would have as we consider this psalm together this morning and we pray for my brothers God, that they would find uh, just great confidence in who you are and what you have done Lord. so open our eyes let us see this morning just the beauty of who you are we ask in your name amen amen so we're going to be considering prayer this morning from this psalm and reflection on scripture what scripture well psalm 27 here what is reflection? We'll look at verse 4 for a second. Here we're going to hear of David meditating in God's temple. We know David was a man after God's own heart, we're told in the scriptures. So the Hebrew means when he's meditating in God's temple here, this word meditating, literally it's to look or to receive, to give attention to, to direct gaze upon and our English definition means to contemplate, to think deeply, to focus one's mind on or for a period of time in silence. And I think that's good for us to do as Christians, okay, to meditate. And it's not New Age teaching. They say, hey, meditation's really good. You need to empty yourself of all thinking, of all thoughts. No, God says, no, <laughs> I want you to, I've given you a brain, use it think, engage, right? Meditate. So what I want to do, there's four sections here that I've broken up in Psalm 27. I'm going to put them up on the screen for you and I, because um, I want to set aside all distractions for us. I want you guys just to be able to engage and follow. I'm using the New Living Translation just because I really loved how they put Psalm 27 here this morning. So the first one we're going to look at here are the first three verses, and this really speaks to confidence. And I want you guys to hear David's confidence in the Lord here. The first uh, <clears throat> verse tells us, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I'm attacked, I will remain confident. So did you guys catch the prayer that David had in there? He says, the Lord is my light. Why should I be afraid? Okay, so are you afraid? Some people are afraid of darkness. Okay, I remember as a kid going downstairs in the dark. That was a scary thing. In recent years, we did the wind caves out west, went way down, and they turned off the lights on us at one point, you know, when we were doing the tour. You guys ever do that? 
that darkness, man, whoa, freaky, right? I think of hell, outer darkness. It's going to be nasty, right? So what are you afraid of? It might be the darkness. It might be trouble that you're in right now. It might be the power of darkness. It might be someone or something. So what do we do? Well, we know fear can debilitate us, right? But from this psalm, we can tell the Lord, you know, what we're afraid of. And I think it'd be good for us to do that, to recognize it, to tell the Lord exactly what it is right now in your life. And now, again, this is David, a man after God's own heart. It is good to go to the Lord with these things. And then the reflection from this prayer would be the Lord is my light. So I like to think of light over darkness, right? Because even in those wind caves, hundreds of feet underneath the earth, it was amazing because they took out what the miners used to use when they were digging tunnels years ago. They'd have one little flame and a little holding thing and reflect a little light. It was just amazing what one little bitty flame, one little light would do. I mean, it would illuminate the entire cave. So I think the prayer then, the Lord is my salvation. Why should I be afraid? The question has to be asked, are you sure of your salvation? You guys know that's the only thing that really matters in this life. Do you know Jesus? For this is eternal life, he tells us, that you know the Father and the, whom he sent, Jesus Christ, right? John 17, 3. So if you are saved, then thank him for it. If you're not, ask him for it. Isn't that the coolest thing? There's nothing we need to do to save ourselves. He is Savior. He is mighty to save. All we do is receive by faith. So the reflection to this, the Lord is my salvation, my deliverer, my rescuer, <laughs> rescuer my you know, liberator. Um, yeah, we get to stand and look to him in that way. And then the prayer, the Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? You know, um, you know, what is it, you know, what's going on in life? What struggle, what weakness are you facing? What, what's the hardest thing you're going through in the flesh right now? Those are things you can bring to the Lord and recognize because the reflection being the Lord is my fortress, what does that mean? You guys ever think about God being our refuge? The place we run to for shelter, for protection, for safekeeping. He is our strength, right? So if you have God's light, he, his salvation, and his strength, then whom shall you fear? Think about it. Whom are you going to fear if you have God? No one. Nothing, right? So um, let's go on to the Lord being my fortress. Okay, reflection of this. Okay, if he's all these things, we have nothing to fear. So God doesn't just give you light, salvation, and strength. You guys catch this? He is light, salvation, and strength. It's all about Jesus, guys. And then the second prayer that we see here, well, a couple prayers so far, but he goes on in verse 2. Check this out. The evil people, they, they come to devour me. And when my enemies and my foes, they attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. So whether your enemy comes at you with a sudden invasion by surprise here, okay, verse 2, or 
you know, a settled battle in verse 3. You know, maybe your enemy is encamped at your doorstep of your home, okay? Maybe it's in your place of work. Maybe it's right here within the church, okay? Um, say like David did here, I will remain confident. Isn't that cool? I will remain confident. Confident in what? In the Lord's light, salvation, and strength. That's the key to our confidence, brothers. Our confidence is in the Lord. If you catch nothing this morning, that's what I want you to grab. <laughs> our confidence is in him. Now, David has sweet communion with God, being a man after God's own heart. This was a desire of his heart. Look at verse 4. The one thing that I ask, okay? The one thing that David's going to ask of God. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the perfections, the Lord's perfections, and meditating in his temple. Verse 5, for he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary and he will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then verse 6, I will hold my head of of my enemies that surround me at his sanctuary and I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy singing and praising the Lord with music so the prayer here guys the one thing that I ask of the Lord you guys catch it the thing that I seek most is what okay what's your single focus what is it what is your consuming desire you know right now you need to make it him it needs to be Jesus. We get so consumed by so much in this life. My eyes are fixed on this thing or that problem, <laughs> whatever. Our eyes need to be on Jesus Christ. And I love it, guys, because when we're looking to him, everything becomes clear. Okay? God, what are you up to? What do you want? What do you have to say? Look into him. So the prayer to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You know, what a prayer. Well, actually, I want to go to, you know, I don't know, some vacation on an island there in the Caribbean just to get away from it all. No, <laughs> that's not going to be the fix. Our desire, hey, I want to live. I want to live, be present, be with the Lord in his house. What does that mean? Well, you get to talk with him <laughs> you know talk to him about what it means to talk to him okay talk live within the veil within his presence perfect fellowship with the lord you guys know that you can have that on earth so many of us well that's going to happen when i finally get to heaven <laughs> that's i'm never going to leave you or forsake you do you not know that you're the temple of the living god god is with us guys he desires to commune with us david got that and that should be a part of our heart's desire. So a reflection then, what is it to live constantly, habitually, basking in his presence? You know, it's kind of like just hanging out with the Lord. Hey, I'm having sleepovers with God to the day he just takes me home and I'm just with him. You know, there's times I didn't sleep too well last night. Got to hang out with Jesus, you know, <laughs> talking with him. So reflection, guys. Delighting in the Lord's perfections. I, I like that phrase. 
Because really gazing upon the beauty of the Lord. Do you guys know that he alone is perfect? He alone is holy. He is holy other. Sometimes we want to put God in a box and, hey, this is the way you need to work. This is the way you, you know, are because this is how we are. Do you guys know that God is so beyond us? He is so other. Okay. So another reflection that we can grab here is when he talks about meditating or inquiring in his temple, to really commune with the Lord about the concerns of home, of work, of church, of daily life. You know, God cares about what's going on in our lives. Do you guys know that? He sees it all. Sometimes we get the feeling, well, God, you're too busy. You know, there's other bigger things <laughs> that you should be worrying about. No, he cares about you because you're his kid. He loves you. He cares about what's going on in your lives. So, another reflection from these verses is he says, He will conceal me uh, there when troubles come, and he will hide me in the sanctuary, and he will place me out of reach on a high rock. So who's doing all of this? Yeah. It's God. Isn't that really cool? This is the Lord's deal. And that takes us now to verse 7, and this is David crying to God. Let's read. Hear me as I pray or I cry, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. My heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me or leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and a mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath, they threaten me with violence. Yet, I am confident, and I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. So did you guys catch the prayer right away here in verse 7? Hear me as I pray. As I cry here, O Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. So what's the reflection? Talk to him. A lot of people trip over what prayer looks like. I don't know how to pray. Man, it's just talking to God. Talk to him just like you talk to your bud. You know, so maybe you're frustrated with prayer. Maybe it's exciting. Doesn't matter what season you're in. We're called to pray. Talk to the Lord. And then I love in verse nine, he goes on with this prayer. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant anger. You've always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me. Oh God, of my salvation, even if my father and my mother abandoned me, the Lord will hold me close. Do you guys see there, as we reflect on this, okay, the mood change in prayer from confident in prayer? Did you guys catch verse 7 and 8? A lot of confidence there to now anxiety in verses 9 and 10. And this seems to be normal, okay? And sometimes we may feel manic, you know? I'm over here. I'm confident in the Lord. 
in the next second, I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm anxious. And I think God wants us to be real about that. How are you feeling? I find myself so many times in prayer. I'm crying out, God, I want clarity. <laughs> I need wisdom. What are you up to? Because I'm feeling this way, you know? And I rest on your promises. It's good even to pray the scriptures. This is what you've declared. This is what you've promised, God. Okay, and I'm going to stand in that. But at the same time, Lord, I got these emotions and I'm overwhelmed and I'm anxious. And I love that David bears his heart in such a way. A man after God's own heart, confident and anxious at the same time. Wow. But I thought anxious, that's not trusting God. Where's the faith then? You know? Well, that's a part of faith. Because what are you going to do with your anxieties? Okay? Just because we have faith in Christ, it doesn't mean we're never going to have them again. Because if that was true, that's what the Bible would say. But the Bible says contrary, doesn't it? Hey, when you are anxious, you know, you bring it to me. <laughs> you cast those cares upon me. You shouldn't be anxious about anything because I am here. You can bring your requests to me. Make supplications when you're anxious. And in that, I will guard your heart and your mind. I love it. So, um, look at verse 11, the prayer. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path. Isn't that a great prayer? So many times, where am I supposed to be going, Lord? What's the next step? For my enemies, hey, they're waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I have not done. With every breath, they threaten me with violence. And yet I am confident, and I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. So not necessarily a smooth path. Sometimes we think everything needs to be going well. Okay, As long as things are good and I'm comfortable, then hey, great. That's not life, is it, guys? Through this life, you will enter the kingdom with many tribular, with many tribulations. That's what we're in the scriptures. Um, so we want the easy path, but it's not always going to be that way. But no matter what, the point is God is with us, no matter what is coming against us. Okay? But the right one is what matters. Are we walking with Jesus? Are we following him on the path that he's on? And he's wanting us to be on with him. Okay, and the thing is, it could be perfectly smooth for some people, <laughs> or it might be straight up a hill. I don't know about you guys, but I don't like walking up hills, right? Stop. But hey, if that's where the Lord has us going, that's where we go. Okay, uh, the point is to follow Him. And in here, you know, He points out, hey, people are accusing me of things that I've never done. You know, I was recently falsely accused about something that was hard. I've lost a lot of sleep because of it, I've carried a lot of anxiety because of it. That's not good, you know? And the problem is, I can't change people. <laughs> I can't make people see truth, but I can go to God. And what does it matter? What does God think? He knows the truth. That's all that matters. So a reflection to this, guys, as we look to God. He is the good shepherd, right? Who goes ahead of his sheep, okay? Smoothing out our tomorrows, but it's also our duty to follow his way. That's on us. Are we following him? Are we following his way? I want to share a story with you guys of an old lady who sold her wares from door to door. Whenever she came to a crossroads and shot, you know, saw what direction should I be going, she would take a stick, 
throw it up in the air in whichever way it would land and point, eh, that's the way I need to go. Well, one day she was, you know, observed throwing the stick several times, and on being questioned, she said, hey, the road to the right seemed so very dreary, so I tossed the stick till it pointed to the left, which is a much nicer way. So how often do we go to God for guidance in that same fashion? This is what I want. This is the easy thing. But this is where I want you to go. You know? So the reflection, guys, yet I'm confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. You see, God reserves his best medicine for our times of deepest despair, guys. He is there. Which brings us to verse 14. This will be the last one we look at. David waiting on God here. And this takes courage. Do you guys know it takes courage to wait on God? It says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. So if you run ahead of him or lag behind, you will be a perfect target for the enemy. Warren Wearsby said that, and that stuck with me. Okay? So let me tell you what. I want to be with Jesus. (laughs) wherever he's going. If we miss what he's doing, we're going to be a target. If we lag behind, we're going to be a target. Okay? So don't get ahead of him. Don't get behind him. Just where he is. Stay with him. So a prayer, what area do you need his help on to be brave and courageous? We all have struggles. There's always areas in our life where we need courage, where we need to be brave. It's a command from the Lord, right? So what is it? How do we pray into that? I think also we need to pray for a posture of waiting. We don't like that. I don't think a lot of Christians even pray for that. Lord, help me to wait on you well. I think that's a good thing to do. It's called holding on in naked faith. So to be patient, it takes a lifetime really to learn that. So the reflection here, guys, do you give God time to act in your situations? I have so many people that give me a ring. Oh, Pastor, this just happened. Pray for me. (laughs) Have you talked to God yet about it? Why am I the first person you call, you're talking to? Are you willing to wait on the Lord? Because you're really tripping right now and you want a quick fix. Maybe there's something that God's wanting to do right now. Maybe, just maybe, it's not actually about you. Maybe God's doing something in them. Maybe there's things going on that we have no clue about. And you got to wait upon him. So, give God time, okay, to act in those situations. And he always does. Also, another reflection, and I want you guys to listen carefully, the stops of a good man are ordered by the Lord, as well as his steps. So a reflection, waiting for God means, first of all, actively under command. Are you guys in that place? Is that part of your daily prayer life? What do you want, God? What do you want under his command? Secondly, a readiness for new command that may come. You guys open to that. What's new, Lord? And then thirdly, 
not to get sidetracked until his command is given. A lot of people don't like waiting on the Lord. I want this now. Lord, what are you doing? What's my call? What's my part? What should I be doing? And there's times where the Lord is just asking, hey, just be faithful. Be faithful in the small things. Just do what I'm asking. But be ready. Because when I say go, you need to be ready to go. So Lord, help us to be brave and courageous as we wait upon you. I think that is a good prayer for you and I to use. So I'd like to conclude our time in being able to pray together.